Meg Corey dragged her gaze from the orderly rows of apple trees that marched over the hill. Almost all were past bloom now, and some of them had what even a novice farmer like Meg could identify as apples. Small, maybe, but it was a start. She turned her attention to Carl Fredrickson, her beekeeper. Until this morning, Meg hadn't even known she had a beekeeper, but it seemed like every day since she'd inherited the orchard, something or someone new she hadn't known about turned up. Who's dead? The entire hive, see? Carl held up a wooden frame with what she recognized as honeycomb filling the middle section. Carl was wearing a beekeeper's outfit, including gloves and headgear. Meg was not, so she decided to stay where she was. But even from a safe distance, Meg could see that the wax looked shriveled and discolored. What happened? Meg asked. Poor Carl sounded like he was about to cry. It was abundantly clear that he loved his bees. When he pulled off his headgear, the look on his face made Meg even more convinced he was devastated. Carl had shown up at her door early on this bright June morning. I'm here to check your hives, he had announced. Meg had had a wild flash of an image of this good-looking stranger checking her out for a rash. He had the face of an angel, if the angel was middle-aged and had spent a lot of time gazing at the sun, although his wreath of brown curls suggested a younger man. Then she realized, he must mean beehives. She had beehives? Um, okay. What does that involve? she asked. Carl could apparently sense her confusion. You are Meg Corey, right? That's your orchard up there? He waved vaguely up the hill beside her house. Yes, but I didn't realize I had beehives. You do, Carl said. Fifteen. Technically, they're not yours, though. You lease them from me. Christopher Ramsdale had a contract with me, but when we talked about renewing for this year, he said I should ask you about it. Oh, she had no idea that one could lease bees, rent a bee. One more thing Meg didn't know. Luckily, she trusted Christopher Ramsdell, the professor who had been using her orchard as a university research site for years. If Christopher's happy with your arrangement, I'm not going to argue. But isn't the season over? Just about. But the contract ran through this bloom, and we'd have to renew for next year, if you're interested. Right now, I'm just checking on the hives, to make sure everything's all right. Haven't you seen them? She thought for a moment, and was embarrassed to realize she hadn't been paying attention. I'm sorry. I'm kind of new at all this. So you figure out how many bees I need, and you come around to make sure they're happy and healthy? That's about it. I can show you the hives now if you've got the time. Why not? It was a beautiful day, and Meg hadn't visited the orchard for, oh, at least three hours. Something might have changed, as it seemed to do all the time. It really was fascinating, watching the bare trees bloom and leaf out, and then seeing apples appear. Meg was looking forward to watching them become a real crop in a few short months. Lead the way. Carl climbed straight up the hill and headed for the far side of the orchard, toward a wooden box about three feet high, painted white. 
Meg had noticed it and the others like it scattered through the orchard, but hadn't given them much thought. Before approaching, Carl pulled on his protective gear. Do I need to wear something like that too? Meg asked. No, not unless you're opening up the hive. You should be fine. This is a second-year hive. It has two tiers, and the frames hang inside the tiers. That's where the bees build the wax chambers. He carefully lifted the lid off the box and then pulled out a vertical frame. A few bees, annoyed, flew away, but otherwise there was little activity.